everybody, this is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am fantastic. These stories just terrified me to the point where I couldn't hold my bladder anymore. That's how scary they were. I don't think that they were that scary. But Robbie, I mean, Homer was a g- g- ghost. And there were trolls and witches and and, uh, and okay. killer dolphins Matt, slash Italians. Just the dolphins, okay? That's that's racist, okay? The Italians don't do anything wrong. Hi, guys. We are brought to your supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons. So, The Simpsons Show, for only two hours a month, gain access to all of our bonus content. Appreciate everyone who supports us there. Encourage everyone to check it out. This week's episode is Treehouse of Horror 11. Episode BABF21 originally aired November 1st, 2000, starting a long run of episodes that of Halloween episodes that aired after Halloween. I think it takes them like it's a day. Because it took an extra month for them to make the episode. Well, it was mostly because of baseball, actually. Baseball. Baseball. Uh, the American pastime, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Baseball is a wonderful game to play, but man, just, just. Watching baseball makes me fall asleep. See, Matt, that's your mistake. You're not supposed to really watch. You're supposed to kind of let baseball wash over you. It's like that uh, episode where which episode, is that Duffless where Homer goes to the baseball game and can't doesn't drink, so he's like, <laughs> yeah, I can't believe how boring this game really is. It's baseball is a good game to sit and be in the presence of while you eat snacks and drink. Yeah, that's really what it's great for. Um, it was written by uh, the first segment by Rob Lezebnik. Second segment, John Frink and Don Payne. Third segment, Carolyn O'Mine. Uh, a lot of these people are, this is their, uh, for uh, Lezebnik and uh, the, the duo, this is their first Trails of Horror segment. They have their first episodes this season. Uh, this episode directed by Matthew Nastic. It had 13.2 million how million viewing households or viewers i'm not sure i keep seeing different terminology i'm never sure if they're meant to carry over between each other or not do not have a ratings number on it but that's rough that's like 13 that's pretty good considering like the season finale was like an eight eight point something if you care I mean, about that certain pretty that, good i guess yeah it's pretty good rating. right uh i'm that's really a product of the marketing i assume um the intro no couch gag, no uh, chalkboard gag, really. There is an, the intro for the Chaos of Heart is uh, the family as the monsters. They do the typical kind of monsters intro. And then the townspeople come and kill everyone but Lisa, because Lisa plays the character that is just a normal looking girl. Yeah. And unlike in real life, she doesn't get caught up in all the slaughter. Have you did you did you watch the monsters ever, Matt? I did not. They were before my time and they were never on Nick at Night, so hey. I, they were on Nick at Night. I watched them on Nick at Night. Really? Yeah. I guess I was old enough that that I watched Nick at Night before they were on Nick at Night. I mean, they were not the stars of Nick at Night. They're not the things no, I, I mean, was looking forward to, but when I they was were a kid there. Watching Nick at Night, it was like Green Acres and F Troop and Mister Ed. I had I Dream of Jeannie, Bewitched, I Love Lucy, and The Lucy Show. I believe those were that's oh, the, way better than that's a, that's that is a murderer's row right there. All right, yeah. I would put some of those shows up against anything ever. Uh, the monsters was I think before that or after I forget where they were always like, hey, if I start if I started watching early or later, they were hey, it's the monsters, and I go, oh, it's fine, you know, and it's neat seeing like a monster family. They were very socially progressive for the time period. 
uh, they were the first uh, TV family to have the husband and wife sleep in the same bed. Little, little, little known fact about the monsters. Uh, the first Trios of Horror segment is, as Matt alluded to earlier, g- 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 Ghost to Dad. Um, yep. Uh, I, I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you, Matt. I had forgotten. I saw the title for this before I watched it. No, I had no recollection of it. Really? Wow. This is one of the ones I remember the most, just because of the whole broccoli gag. I had no recollection of it. And I, after watching it, I think I know why I have no recollection of it. Um, it it begins with Homer checking out his horoscope uh, in the newspaper and seeing it. It's ominous portents. Hey, who cut out Beetle Bailey? I need my Miss Buxley fix. I don't like you ogling her. Why don't you eat Kathy? She's hilarious. Eh, too much baggage. Ooh, my horoscope. Taurus. Today you will die. What? <gasps> and you may get a compliment from an attractive co-worker. <gasps> Lenny? It really says die? That sounds unusually specific for a horoscope. Hmm. Maybe I better check mine. Today your husband will die. <gasps> Homer, I'm scared. Oh, scary newspaper. Don't hurt me, horoscope. I'm afraid of... Ow! Oh, paper cut, paper cut! I mean, when talking about things that'll kill you, a paper cut is right up there just because of how insinu- insidious they are. I don't think... I, I I imagine that the cost, the human cost of paper cuts is relatively low, Matt. I suppose. So, Homer is is basically kind of parading around town, uh, uh, kind of gloating about not dying every time something nearly kills him. We have the paper cut, we have a tree falling in the in the driveway after a lightning bolt we have a falling letter off the is it is it just planet hollywood they straight up just use planet hollywood in there basically yeah and it falls just crushes half the car uh and then homework gets to work where he finds out he is being bitten by a rattlesnake Homer, if I may compliment you. Yes, go on. That is one handsome rattlesnake you got biting your arm there. Yeah, it's quite fetching, but uh, aren't you worried about the deadliness? Nah, he'll get tired of biting in an hour or so. Snakes. Nature's quitters. That horoscope was baloney. Nothing happened except for the pickaxe in my head, the rattlesnake bite, and the testicle thing. What's for dessert? No dessert until you eat your broccoli. Oh, fine. Another broccoli-related death. But I thought broccoli was... Oh, yes, one of the deadliest plants on Earth. Why, it tries to warn you itself with its terrible taste. (laughs) Sure is easy when they're stiff like this. And very sad. So, one, I think the real problem is that Homer didn't chew. Uh, as, you know, Homer's in a hurry. He often doesn't chew. He eats like a duck, as we know. Uh, that's really what killed him. And, uh, you know, I, I have a hard time believing they lifted Homer up like that. You know, even if he – if rigor mortis had set in. Homer's heavy enough that it would take, like, several people to lift him. So, Homer – there's also a pickaxe in the head. I forgot about the pickaxe in the head. Yeah. Um, which – Again, Homer's skull is very hardy, so you know he can he can take with the pickaxe. And also, is I don't know. I like broccoli. Am I an outlier? No, I broccoli is probably my favorite vegetable. I mean, obviously by itself, it's not great. 
it's fine with a whole bunch of cheese yeah. and some butter and you know it it is very versatile in that like hey dip it in dressing it's good you dip in some mac and cheese throw it throw it in anything it, it adds some nice healthiness to it like it makes mac and, it makes mac and cheese it makes mac and cheese healthy was what i'm saying exactly you can eat a pound of it's, mac and cheese as long as there's a little bit of broccoli in there perfectly good for you especially the little ones you can barely taste I'm not saying, okay, I don't think we're making a great case for broccoli where we're saying you have to cover it in stuff and hide it in, in good tasting things. You don't things. have to. That's just one of the best ways to have it without even noticing it. That's true. I think among vegetables, among greens, it is better than many others. It's a good, I, I would take it over probably most other vegetables. Um, so Homer dies and he goes to heaven, sort of. Yeah. Woohoo! Got to heaven before you, Flanders! <laughs> I wouldn't celebrate so soon, Mr. Simpson. I don't see a single good deed next to your name. Well, the thing about that is... Uh... <laughs> Ow! Oh! Homer, settle down. I'll give you a chance to get into heaven. You have 24 hours to go back and do one good deed. I'm sorry, I didn't get the number of hours or good deeds. <laughs> So, we found out that Homer has not done a single good deed in his entire life, which... Which one, it's a really low bar to set. But, you know, I'm glad, because, you know, that makes it easier for me to get in. But still, that's pretty sad. I... But we've seen him do good deeds. Probably not good enough. What's a good... What's a good deed? I don't know. Maybe maybe Homer went up to heaven and he was exactly even for good deeds and bad deeds. They didn't say that, though. Well, no, they didn't. They didn't say that. And I, I and what's like, and again, does it matter if it, it has good intentions? Like, what if he's doing a good thing for a selfish reason? Is that still good? Uh, I just, if, if you want to talk about this, go watch The Good Place. <laughs> I'd rather watch The Good Place than season 12 Simpsons, yeah. Matt. Uh, so Homer is now a ghost that can sometimes be seen and sometimes can't. So I don't know what the rules are. They never really establish them. I guess it doesn't matter. Um, but Ghost Homer's back. He's floating around looking for good deeds, good deeds to do again. He eats the broccoli again, which kills him again. Which, wh why? I guess for the joke. No other reason. Although, sh sure. He goes back to heaven. He gets sent back down again. Then he goes talks to Marge in a spooky voice. Bart Simpson. It's you! I thought I'd never see you again! You were wrong. Dead wrong. Do you have to talk like that? No, not really. Marge, you gotta help me. I have to do one good deed to get into heaven. Well, I've got a whole list of chores. Clean the garage, paint the house, grab the... Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just trying to get in. I'm not running for Jesus. That's also the joke I remember from this episode. I'm not running for Jesus. I, I I don't remember it from this episode. I know it exclusively from people quoting The Simpsons at me, and I don't know. Also I never that. could not place it at this place. It's, um, But that's a good line, running for Jesus. I didn't know Jesus was an elected office. So Homer won't help Marge do chores, which that seems like a layup. Yeah, that's really easy. All, all I gotta do is clean up the house and get into heaven? Sure. I do that voluntarily now, just because I, I want a nice house yeah, to live in. I know. You gotta have, like, you know, you don't want crap on your floor. Um, So, he tries to help Agnes cross a road, uh, kills her, Um, which is a, definitely a bad thing. That's a bad. Does that yeah. cancel out? So does that mean you have to do two good things instead of just the, the one? I would hope so. 
I don't think it works like that, though, because he's still just trying to do one. He tries to help Bart, but Nelson also bullies him. Uh, and then, finally... Pretty impressive, bullying a ghost. Yeah, the clock is ticking. That's the other thing. Like, can everyone see this ghost wandering around, or only when he interacts with people? Am I holding this eight-minute segment to too high a standard? Well, I mean, you're you're holding the season 12 Simpsons to any kind of standard, so yes, it's too high. <laughs> oh, no. That's... Probably the actually correct answer, Matt. So, <laughs> at Homer is has a minute to go before he, he goes straight to hell, uh, before his 24 hours to c- do a good deed is up. Uh, he kind of is sad because he realizes it's not going to happen. He's going to go suffer for eternity in hell. And then, straight out of, what is it, The Untouchables. The, that's where the, the movie, that the, the scene happens. is a baby carriage falling down some stairs at Town Hall. Homer hears a baby crying, is annoyed. Grabs the baby out of the carriage before it goes out into traffic and catches on fire and gets hit by cars, which I'm assuming the baby would not do well with. Um, so saves the baby's life, and then, boom, the time is up. He gets set straight up to heaven. I don't know what happened to that baby. Uh, it doesn't go with him. He's back up in heaven. Unfortunately, St. Peter was not watching. Did you see that? I did the deed. Open up. Oh, I'm so sorry. I wasn't looking. Hey, I thought you guys could see everything. No, you're thinking of Santa Claus. Well, I'll be damned. I'm afraid so, yes. I am Homer Simpson. Silence, sinner! Prepare for an eternity of horrible pain! No! Quiet! You'll wake up John Wayne! I'm already up. It is important to let John Wayne sleep. I mean, he otherwise he'll just challenge the devil for rulership of hell. This This is this segment, man, is not doesn't do much for me. It's not much there. Yeah, it's just not interesting or anything. It's not nothing really Halloween y about it. It's just the fact that Homer's a ghost, that's all that ties it into a treehouse of horror. And it doesn't have, I, I mean, I understand it's, we have like, there's seven, eight minutes long. There's not a lot of time for stuff to happen, but the other, I, I, but have some sort of closure. I think that's a, like, there's no character. I think that's a, like, there's no Homer doesn't learn anything, you know? And I think even treehouse of horror segments have generally have a character gr- arc even if it is incredibly condensed and like if homer either like understood like i don't like i think the really the thing that that clinches it is he does the good thing and they just do oh i wasn't watching and they send him to hell and like i don't like that i don't like it i don't like it i think it's lazy i don't like i there's other there's funnier things you could have there like you could say oh saint peter was just trying to trick him to do one good thing in his life you're still going to hell or saint peter says well you did that because you were annoyed at the baby's crying you didn't really want to save that baby that doesn't count you're going to hell um there, you know, or you say you did one good deed. Congratulations! To go back to Earth and do a whole bunch more. Yeah, and they bring him, send him back to life, or it could be like there's nothing really clever about it. It is really just like Homer dies, and then Homer's a ghost. And there's like, I you can do that when Homer is in 3D because it's like, hey, this is a really strange novelty. But 
you can't just do it like a normal like this it's not really scary and it's not really clever and there i guess i don't really the broccoli thing is not that funny to me the one the running for jesus line is good but i think it's really the, like the basic like that's the funniest thing in, in the whole yes, yes, yeah so i don't know it's not i i i i don't i didn't remember it because it barely nothing barely happens in it it is just hey homer's a ghost and for calling it ghosted dad he doesn't anything daddy in he this. doesn't yeah he tries to help bart once and then bart doesn't even talk to him like they don't bart and lisa and maggie do not enter into the equation homer barely interacts with his own family he talks to marge one time after he's dead the rest of the time he's like helping old ladies like wouldn't it make more sense if you're going to call it ghost dad to have him like actually interview yeah, inter- intervene, intervene in his family's life after he's passed whatever uh with that we go to commercial we go to the second segment and when we come back we come to, uh two scary tales can come true uh so it's basically a i don't know what you what would you call this robbie like a almost a mockumentary kind of thing of like it's basically a fairy tale about fairy tales yeah it's really strange it it, it is it is like yeah it's a takeoff on Grimm's fairy tales and the weird thing is that lisa and bart have that the book of fairy tales in the story but they're in a fairy tale already so i it's like some weird kind of like snake eating its own tail or boros kind of like hey we're doing a fairy tale but we are a fairy tale we we live in yeah. i guess they're not fairy tales in that in that world they are just tales they're just real That's stories true. they're tales of peasant life and it's it's basically a, an instruction book to survive the crazy crap that goes on survival, in fairy tale survival guide grim survival guide that's what it, it is yeah so uh like we said uh this simpsons live in a fairy tale and they live in a giant pumpkin uh bart watches the fire for entertainment Homer uh, gets fired from his job as an oaf. He's apparently that's a job that exists and you get paid for. Uh, he decides he he wants to try being a dunce, but he's too dumb and sets his dunce hat on fire. So uh, in order to cut costs, I, Matt, I would say he, I would say that he, he's not too dumb. He's just too oafish. He is too oafish. Oafish's oafs are just generally clumsy. Let's put it that way. Yeah, they he's they are they they they're a different breed. Exactly. So, in order to cut costs, like the good capitalist he is, Homer throws his kids into the woods. Because, you know, if you don't have kids, you don't have to feed kids. Therefore, you can save a lot of money that way. Life hack number one in this uh, skit. Uh, uh, the kids soon Matt, discover... Matt, 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 uh, Matt, 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 I don't think yes. throwing your children away is a life hack. Might be... I mean, it's a way to change your life. Uh, maybe for the better, maybe not. Like most life hacks, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Most life hacks don't get you thrown in prison for for doing them. I mean, they live in fairy tale land. We don't know if that's going to get them thrown in prison. Yeah, life's pretty disposable, it seems. Yeah. In the Middle Ages, everyone's life was super disposable. So, as I said, Homer throws the kids into the woods where they find themselves at a loss for what to do. Oh, I'm no dunce. I was born an oaf, and I'll die an oaf. But husband, without your weekly pittance, how shall we feed our children? Don't worry. No child will ever starve in my home. Come on, kids. <laughs> Enjoy your new home. Say hi to your other brother and sister. <laughs> other brother and sister? <laughs> Face it, they're not great parents. 
So yes, they are not great parents. And as we see, uh, they had another brother and sister who were already thrown into the forest. So it seems to be what this family does is throw their kids into the forest when they, yeah, you know, hate hard times. Mm-hmm. So yes, uh, luckily for the kids, uh, they discover that the forest is teeming with all kinds of horrible forest creatures and fairy tale monsters, uh, as the medieval uh, age, the Middle Ages were. That's what the forests were like. Uh, but luckily, the kids have Grimm's fairy tales to basically keep them on the up and up, so they uh, avoid the bridge that uh, Mo the Troll lives underneath. Uh, they also. Uh, don't go into the three bears' house once they realize what it is. Uh, they see the porridge, obviously. Uh, you mix the hot porridge with the cold porridge. It makes all the porridge the right temperature. You scarf it down. Then you get the hell out of there because obviously it's three bears. And you uh, make sure you trap the door behind you so that Goldilocks can't get out. And then the bears have their dinner. And it's just the way fairy tales work. Mm, seems a little, a little self-fulfilling. Well, that's true, but I, I mean, you know, that's the way fairy tales are. Also, Matt, I do want to question the internal consistency of how this works, because if they have a fairy tale of Goldilocks and the Three Bears, then Goldilocks is already dead. That's true, but uh, there's no – time doesn't flow correctly in the forest. It's oh, very Jeremy God. Barry. I don't want well, – I don't think that this six, seven-minute-long Trails of Horror segment is operating on that same wavelength, Matt. I, uh, otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. So you have to pick oh, one or the other, Robbie. Oh, oh, oh! I wonder which one I would pick. Yeah, yeah. The, the fairy tales just keep resetting themselves over and over again. They're caught in a time loop. That so. seems horrific, it especially does. if I, you are Goldilocks. Well, yeah. Is she conscious <laughs> I mean, when she comes back? Is she aware that she's done this hundreds or thousands of times? I don't know. And she's she not Bill Murray, so and, I would say and no. She, and she can't stop herself. Because that's truly a grim fairy tale when she is un that's like she true. is a passenger in her own body, screaming, "No, don't go in the book, the house this time. There's bears you know, inside." Robbie, write, write your book on its own time, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but I would read the hell out of that. That sounds amazing and, and terrible. Uh, so, meanwhile, back at the Simpsons' home, uh, Marge uh, chastises Homer for throwing the kids in the forest because they obviously could have sold those children into slavery and made a little money off of them. So she tells Homer to go back and get them because, again, Marge is better at this than Homer is. So Homer goes into the forest trying to get them back. Uh, he sees Rapunzel. He, she offers to he, she offers to let him climb up her hair. Homer is so fat that he pull, rips the hair off of her head, which he then hides. Uh, meanwhile, the kids have found the gingerbread house, the you know the Hansel and Gretel uh, gingerbread house, and are invited in by the witch. Wow, a house made of gingerbread! Come on in, my darlings. The best candies are inside. Wait, let me check the book. <laughs> eh, she seems nice. I'm gonna go with my gut and trust her. You're probably right. Sweep faster! It's almost time for your beating! Oh, this is horrible. Horribly delicious. You know, she's only fattening you up so she can eat you. What are you gonna do? Well, at least stop basting yourself. Uh, so yes, as we can see, the kids are in the witch's house, and she is fattening them up, and uh, Bart is helping along by basting himself. You know, this kind of thing happened in the woods. I... I, one, I grew up in the woods, Matt, and there's none of these things. Two. Maybe not in your woods. Not in the Florida woods. These are European woods. They're uh, fancier. 
I don't think they're any fancier. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't. I think this this segment is like fine. It reminds me of Simpsons Bible stories, really. Kind of, yeah. Which isn't. I think it's a little bit better. I think honestly, the presence of the gore, the like the violence makes makes it better. Uh, if as much as that is, it's not a lot, but it's something. Um, it also abandons its own logic at the at the drop of a hat because they have this book that supposed to be is the, supposed to be their survival guide, and immediately they just is like, oh well, no, the house is made out of candy. It's cool. We'll just not exactly. look at the book. Well, when you find a, an entire house made out of candy and cookies and sweets, you, you just you know you go with it because that's way more important than you know survival. I again, it's it's fine. It's not. There's no. Much like a lot, most of the Scullyers, there's not a lot of internal or consistent logic in any anything the characters do, even in Trails of Horror. There's still there's still characters. Okay, I do want to make that clear. Trails of Horror, there are still characters. They still yes. have to do things that make sense sometimes. At least at least they have to adhere to horror movie logic. And I guess that's close enough that it's just like horror movie logic. They do a thing because of no reason. But the best horror movies, people do things for reasons. I mean, that's true. That's the thing about horror movies is people are dumb. Ah, uh, it's not even more so than usual. Nah, bad horror movies. Well, yeah, bad horror movies. That's why the best horror movies involve people doing the the most they can and still failing. But you know, <laughs> no, no supernatural crap. Just no supernatural doing the crap. best they can and yeah. still getting offed. That's, anyway, that's good. So enough. yes. Uh, next we get a great scene with the kids making fun of the witch uh, because the witch wants them to clean her house and obviously why would the witch clean her house it's not like she has a boyfriend obviously the witch couldn't just want a clean house no uh, so uh, I the witch... worry I worry sometimes about the Simpsons writers because they have these know, things right? reoccurring where they're like only lazy like you know what normal people don't clean their house I'm like I clean my house I know. If I lived alone and never and never had anyone over like I did before I got married, then yeah, I would still clean my house because I like a clean house. Maybe when I was what like kind of- nineteen, I didn't understand that cleaning is good. But I don't know. Adult, you should, should clean. But she does have a boyfriend, though. Absolutely, indeed, she does. She has George Cauldron. It's a nice Brady, At least Brady bunch that, uh, reference. Maybe, uh, it is. Yeah, you don't the Brady bunch were uh, was it Jan? Has the made-up boyfriend that she makes up with a name, and then that's a Brady Bunch. Huh. That's a Brady Bunch joke. I assumed that that came from far before before the Brady Bunch, but sure, okay. I mean, uh, I don't, I don't know. I am. I thought it was original Brady Bunch reference. Is my that was my interesting. Guess. All right, we can go with that. That sure. works. I don't really care. Uh, so yes, the kids make fun of her. Uh, so she gets fed up and decides, all right, it's time for you to go in the oven right this second. Luckily, Homer shows up. And eats his way into the house uh, because, you know, you can save your kids and stuff yourself with candy at the same time. That's a win-win right there. Uh, so then we get a really nice fight scene where the witch turns Homer into bottom half chicken, head of a fish, weird, I think, donkey ears. And he uh, uses the yeah, superpowers he, of being he has, an animal. He has broom arms, too. Don't forget broom arms. Broom but. arms, yes. So he uses these superpowers the witch gave him to defeat her by throwing her in the <laughs> oven and closing the door. Oh my god! Also, I will say this goes over the Simpsons Wild story because it does have this genuine moment of true terribleness of this this yeah. witch screaming in pain as she's being burned I alive. I could be in more pain. I couldn't rec- capture that because I was just like, no, I can't listen to this again and again. It's horrible. Uh, but 
after uh, the witch gets thrown in the oven and dies a horrible burning death, her boyfriend shows up. Uh, hello, I'm George Cauldron. Is Suzanne ready yet? Almost. Just give her another 20 minutes. But <laughs> <laughs> the concert's at 8. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it turns out her boyfriend wasn't made up. He's just a stupid name. Um, Excuse but at this me. Point, the... One, first of all, to our listeners with the last name Cauldron, I apologize <laughs> for Matt. Okay. Cauldron uh-huh. is not a stupid name. It's just a name. Just like Matt Ham is. That's a pretty dumb name, too. No one would have a stupid name like that. <laughs> Who's called that? Robbie Doorman? What kind of name is that? Doorman. Uh, who comes from a family of doormen, apparently. Actually, actually the name is from Doorman, meaning deer man, meaning a man who runs fast. Thank you very much. I am not. So. I don't run fast at all. <laughs> that was bred very, out of you long ago. I'm very. Well, when I was a younger, thinner Robbie, I ran relatively fast. Now I running it all as a feat. Well, you should run and and write at the same time. It's a thing you can do, right? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Absolutely not. We should have a running podcast. Me and Robbie just just I, run very slowly. And that's and, not that's yeah. no no. That sounds like a terrible idea. It's only gonna be a bonus episode, guys. Look forward to it. No, no, <laughs> we're not doing that. I already veto. <laughs> sure, Robbie. Sure, I'm just gonna show up at your house one day. But all right, we're going for a run. I would please Kidnap let you. please let me know when you're going to be in Texas. Just show up the day that day. Tell me a surprise. Uh-huh. So yes, uh, at this point, the family goes back to their house. They live happily ever after. Now that Homer can just lay eggs whenever he wants, <laughs> and we get to eat that. Oh, yay! That's okay, not I have all. A, I have a hypothetical question for you, Matt. Oh God. <laughs> Let's say you have a family member, a close loved one that lives with you. They lay eggs, and they taste good. They taste just like regular eggs, even better, maybe. Would you eat them? I I mean, that's kind of cannibalism, but not really. I, I don't know. I, I, I would have to think about that for a long time. I would absolutely eat the eggs. Not a waste. Yeah. It's a waste not to eat the eggs. That's true. I mean, I probably would, but that that's, that's a little skeevy to me. They're eggs. They're not human. Whatever that thing, what? Okay, it also they're not human anymore. Obviously, if they're laying eggs. Okay, so it's not cannibalism. Okay, okay. Homer's not a human anymore. Homer is some I weird. Mean, he's half human. He's like a some weird half human. That's exactly. He's a he's like a chicken man. So it's not it's not human anymore. You're fine. Yeah. Also, apparently, the bottom half of him is female now. <laughs> it's best not to ask too many questions. <laughs> All right. And with that, we go to a commercial and stop asking questions. Uh, when we come back, we get Night of the Dolphin. My personal favorite of these three, by far. I enjoy this one way more than the others. Uh, we well, start with... So. What was that, man? I, I would certainly hope so. Uh, th- we, we start the show with them at a, an aquarium of some sort, uh, watching a dolphin show. This is a, where we meet Snorky the Dolphin, which is quite a name. And apparently, Snorky is a, his given name. Yes, like, he is. He's Snorky, king of the sea. Yeah, but he's not. He was. That's not like the aquarium named him Snorky. It means like he showed up with like what? Did he have a name tag or he could? They obviously didn't know he could talk. No, he spelled it out. He they, were, they gave him a chalkboard and he wrote out his name. Okay, I get it. Snorky. So he's Snorky the dolphin. We has he puts on his little show like you do, you see in aquariums, and uh, everyone loves him because he's a dolphin and dolphins are cute and dolphins are smart and they're happy and. Then apparently everyone in the aquarium 
gets to just go jump in the tank with him, which is a little, maybe a little bit much. Normally you have well, to pay. Well, not to mention they go pet the lobsters before they eat them. Normally you have to, I mean, I, hey, aquariums are not necessarily great places. Some of them are treat oh, the animals poorly. So everyone leaves to go eat the lobsters, like Matt said, or pet them, then eat them. But then Lisa's left alone with Snorky, and Snorky is sad because he's being abused by having to live in this little tiny cage and have random humans jump in and smother him. How many times a day? God knows. And she lets him go. Uh, this this the, this early part, a little hard to capture clips because it's mostly a lot of noises and a dolphin noises. Which a lot of subtitles. With subtitles. Can't hear subtitles. Un, uh, un, unsurprisingly. But we have a we have a, a very apt uh, free willy reference where Lisa is frees the dolphin. She it jumps over her, hits her in the face with its tail, um, rejoins not its friends, its subjects. Because as Matt said earlier, Snorky is the king of all dolphins. I agree. I guess they play to revenge for his capture and in, in imprisonment. And the first, the first target is Lenny, who loves night swimming and drinking. Mm, alcohol and night swimming. It's a winning combination. Oh, sharks, the assassins of the sea. Ooh, hey, you're not sharks. You're dolphins, the clowns of the sea. Ow! Ow! Hey, what's the gag? Bottlenose bruises, blowhole burns, flipper prints. This looks like the work of rowdy teens. Lou, cancel the prom. Yar, it begins. The dolphins are upon us, and only this old sea dog knows how to stop them. And that's how you do it. When there's only one person who knows how to stop you, you take them out early. <laughs> Yeah, the sea captain, uh, that's the sound of the sea captain getting murdered by a dolphin at the end of that clip. It impales him through the chest with its whole head, which is quite a grisly thing. Uh, and then they, then also the dolphins impersonate the sea captain, <laughs> is, which is very good. Um, so the dolphins take control. They march onto land. They, they, we see them come out onto the, the, the shore and then stand up on their hide flippers, get into formation, uh, and then march into Springfield in mass. And they are slowly taking over things piece by piece. We see different dolphin attacks, uh, isolated events. And then there is a news report about the dolphin attacks. And Kent Brockman tries to get the word out. Our top story, Killer Dolphins. Killer Dolphins? The recent wave of murders... <laughs> um, did, did I say Killer Dolphins? I meant Killer Italians. Gray, bottle-nosed, intelligent Italians. Intelligent Italians? Something's wrong. It's dolphins. We have to stop them. If we speak in low-frequency voices, I don't think they can... Ow! Those dolphins seem bent on mayhem. We've got to warn Grandpa. 
Phone's off the hook. Everything must be okay. I'm gonna give your liver such a punching! So, I don't think you can kill somebody with a bouncy ball like that, but, you know, if the, if anyone could, I'm sure it's dolphins. They definitely... That, that bouncy ball had, like, death... Death's surface on it. Death surface. Okay. Yeah, it's death touch. Mm-hmm. It killed Ken's dead, man. I can't. I can't explain it. I'm just saying that Kent is definitely dead. Grandpa is dead. It was. He was killed by dolphins. Dolphins. Grandpa's definitely dead. He got eaten whole by a dolphin. Dolphins apparently can just eat, consume someone. Dolphins that's a part snake. I guess <laughs> it's fine. It really doesn't make any sense. It's. It's. I. I think. This segment is is aided by the fact it's so absurd. All of it is so absurd. It never once tries to be serious, and I think it that adds to it uh, to my enjoyment of it. Like you, one you make it so that dolphins, like the cutest, happiest animals, are the ones taking over, and then have them kill people with impaling them with their heads and smashing people to death with a bouncy ball, and grandpa getting swallowed whole. Which, yeah, okay. Uh, it's all ridiculous, but I think because they lean into it, it makes it work. Um, so the Dolphins are slowly taking over the town. They hold a town meeting to try and, I, I don't know, organize to try and stop the Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins crash the party. It's approaching the podium! Surely it cannot speak! Snarky! Talk! Man! <clears throat> <clears throat> I'm sorry, let me start over. Eons ago, dolphins lived on the land. <gasps> what did he say? He said dolphins used to live on the land. What? Then your ancestors drove us into the sea, where we've suffered for millions of years. But you seemed so happy in the ocean. All that playful leaping. <laughs> we were trying to get out. It's cold, it's wet. Every morning I wake up flemmy. Plus all that sewage we keep dumping. <gasps> that was you? It was her, all right. Take the one who wronged you. I, King Snorky, hereby banish all humans to the sea. <gasps> ah. Mushy dolphins. I don't like it. I, I, I tuned out. Where, where are we going? Wait, stop. We can outsmart those dolphins. Don't forget, we invented computers, leg warmers, bendy straws, peel and eat shrimp, the glory hole, and the pudding cup. I'm not going to let a few hoop-jumping tuna munchers push me around. Uh-oh. So. I like the uh-oh there at the end. Yeah. That's, that's when we're realizing, oh, we're screwed. That's when that is, uh, they, they open the front door of the town hall, and they are surrounded by dolphins. Like, the it's clear reference to the birds um the dolphins are just perched everywhere watching them and again another note how did they get glory holes into the i was wondering i have to imagine the sensors didn't understand what that was probably not i the 75 year old people that are in charge of making sure our minds are in the gutter uh it, they, they the simpsons really like for everyone talk about how i don't know that's very it feels very family guy-esque to me to or the South Park-esque to just shoehorn stuff like that in. Um, but the Dolphins have taken over. And then we get kind of like a Braveheart-esque battle sequence. Where, like, just full of carnage and violence as the Dolphins and the humans fight each other. And try and try and destroy the other. Drive them back into the sea, as they say. Um, and 
that's it's like a minute minute and a half long there's a lot lots of lots of fighting uh back and yeah. forth uh it's it's actually it is a a scully year action sequence that i thoroughly enjoy perish the thought um but then it comes to like a big showdown with the dolphins on one side humans on the other and it and, and it kind of fades to black as they charge each other and then we get the end of the episode come on lads let's drive them back to the ocean <laughs> You gotta hand it to those dolphins. They just wanted it more. I kinda wish I hadn't freed their leader and, you know, doomed mankind. Oh, honey, I wouldn't say doomed. It's gonna be an adjustment, no question. Can you believe it, Kodos? They left us out of the Halloween show. Are you sure the space phone is working? Hang up. They could be trying to call right now. I knew we should have sent them a muffin basket. (gasps) Kang and Kodos Productions. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Just a second. Do we want to do a commercial for something called Old Navy? Hmm? Work is work. So we get Kodos and Kang in there, thrown in. Yeah, you had to capture that too, didn't you? Why? What's wrong with Kodos and Kang? I mean, it's fine. It's just the whole bit is making fun of the fact that they weren't in it and get to do an Old Navy commercial. Old Navy commercials were popular at the time, I think, man. I know that. Okay. Uh, I yeah, I think it's fine. I don't. I hey, I I can either include it or not include it, Matt. And it cuts the makes the clip thirty seconds longer and lets people remember. Hey, King and Kodos are weird. And when you don't <laughs> when you don't see them when you're just listening to the clip, their slippery noises are a little disturbing. Yeah, the little yeah, f- f- noises. Um, I also why didn't the dolphins let them have a boat? They didn't let them put them out. Go out, put them out in boats. Well, the dolphins didn't get a boat. Fair touche. <laughs> maybe the dolphins and apparently the dolphins wanted it i don't know uh, maybe the dolphins had a boat to begin with and then they evolved so that they had flippers uh this segment is my favorite it's really good it's funny it it manages to be strange and ridiculous and absurd and violent and it's what i really want in a chaos of horror segment it is it it's actually one of my probably one of my favorites in a few years in the past few years of the yeah Trails that's of Horrors. true because it, it's actual horror like it makes you feel creepy yeah it's not comfortable um i don't know it's i think as a whole it's it's fine it's consistent it's Trails of horror you know it's it, i think without night if night of the dolphin wasn't as i think they get better as you go the first one's kind of forgettable the second one's all right third one's good and as a whole it's that's 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 good you know yeah um, we will rank them at the end of the show. Uh, no submissions for this for my favorite episode. Or, and I, I, I can't imagine a world where a Trials of Horror episode is broken. Yeah, because Trials of Horror has such a wide mandate for what they could possibly do. So they would really have to work hard to screw it up. And this is fine. The first two aren't great. Third one is pretty good. That's just, you know, the way it is. We can move on. To our next segment, it's time for a comment of the news group. Okay, here we are. 
alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments to the news group is where I comb through the old alt.tv.simpsons news group, see what people are talking about the week or two after an episode debuted, mostly what they were, mostly what they thought of the episode, and if there's anything else uh, that's, that comes up that I think is interesting. Um, first, I must say, I loved tonight's episode. Like all Simpsons specials, it had many laugh out loud moments, particularly like the gags with Ang- Angus. <laughs> Agnes. Angus. Oh, it Agnes. Agnes Skinner. Goldilocks and the dolphin fight scene, which I loved. The only thing that went against the episode was the predictability of a few of the endings. The King Codis cameo was well done and managed to wrap up the episode just fine. A minus. An original and amusing Halloween special, world's better than last year's. I'd say it was the best one since eight. A minus. Hmm. I will admit this: some of these stories are getting rather oddball. I love the take on the fairy tale land uh, one, but though, but the other two stories are just way too nutty. Homer as a ghost is too nutty. It's like the safest. Uh, the aliens feeling left out was a cute touch. I give it a C. Uh, finally, with the exception of the mon- monsters spoof, scary tales can come true in the Kodos and Kang kudos and Kang appearance. Kodos and Kang appearance. This year's Halloween special, with its attempt to be original, was somewhat lackluster compared to other Halloween specials. Maybe if they stuck with their spoofery, Sixth Sense or Rocky Horror, instead of trying original tales, then maybe it would be better. Hopefully, if the news at snpp.com is true computer takes over house harry potter spoof next year's special will be way better <laughs> see i mean pierce brosnan the pierce brosnan one is pretty good that's true that's one of my favorites um and uh there okay. is there was a, a missing scene that they that was in the marketing uh in the trailers for the episode uh i the uh, scene missing from Ghost Dad, the trailer showed Homer in heaven saying, I never told Marge how much I love Notting Hill, but it was never seen in the episode. Interesting. Understand why that's left on the cutting room floor. Not the great Homer loved Notting Hill and didn't. I got it. Funny joke. Homer likes weird things. We get that. Now. I I when you are when you have a, a very limited amount of time to get all this stuff to go get together to get a plot working that joke I, it's not worth it <laughs> that the eight seconds or whatever that thing would take is best spent somewhere else um but that's about it we can move on to our next segment it's time for the listener question of the week let's try one more number yellow kbbl is gonna give me something stupid well hot dog we have a wiener yellow our listener question of the week this week is what is your favorite moment from season 11? I know it was not as a, 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 a variety, an array of answers as we've had in previous years <laughs> because simply there is less to choose from, but still good answers. Love, love everyone for taking the time. First from Alistair, the end credits to behind the laughter. I believe he's meaning because that's when it ended. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from Nick, finally seeing Robbie win it despite it being close. Thank you. I appreciate it. Wasn't close enough. <laughs> from uh, from Lauren, that seems like a trick question, Mr. Robbie. Homer drinking six beers, silver bullets for Barney, even though Homer may not fully agree with Barney's choice of being sober. He's afraid of, of losing his friend. Homer pulls through when needed. It's a good choice. Brandon, for an evening or a week, there's no place like the mall. Food, fun, and fashion. <laughs> the mall has it all. Uh, from Matthew, all in favor say die and from the same episode that was even worse than the godfather part three whoa 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 let's not say things we can't take back uh from eugene homer mel gibson deciding that mooning hollywood execs is a good idea to get their movie released 
Um, AJ, I'd have to say stupid sexy Flanders. Feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. Nothing at all. <laughs> nothing at all. Uh, from Benjamin, I thought the cop was a prostitute. Uh, from Brandon, at Funny Film Fan, the part where it was over. <laughs> you read in my mind, Brandon? Did you? I don't. Uh-huh. Uh, Steven at Sip Devil, stupid sexy Flanders. Uh, Professor, yes, I would, Kent. Quote: All you have to, do, all you have, all you do is you have to show him doing this, and people will suspect the dog, the shifty-eyed dog. Yep, that, that's true. Shifty-eyed dog is pretty. I mean, it's true. That's just a fact. Uh, Daniel at Veggie Duck. I don't know why, but I always love this line and the way it's delivered. Ever since the episode first aired, which is the Mansion Family, Navy Seals are on the way. <laughs> uh, from employee, a million at O Benjamin. Then we figure out that we could park them in front of the TV. That's how I was raised, and I turned out TV. Um, Annie at Annabelle Reyes. Homer's cover in Guess Who's Coming to Criticize Dinner, meaning his... I don't know. Mannequin? I don't know what to call it. It's not a mannequin. It's like a crude... (laughs) It's a bucket with (laughs) eyes on it and like a broom. Uh, From Lauren at Elklam88. One of my favorite Ralph quotes. Oh, daddy, this tastes like grandma. Oh, that was going to be mine. And from, uh, finally, from find something else. Matt, you're allowed to use the same answers. I, I hate to break nah. it to you. And finally, from Randall, uh, have to be from Beyond Blunderdome when Mel Gibson asked John Travolta to turn the plane around. But you promised to help me move, Vodgis. Every time I see him in a movie, I hate have I have the urge to say that line out loud in my bad Travolta impression, much like I just did. Matt, what is your answer? My answer is actually, uh, we brought you some banana bread. Oh, that's wonderful. Now we're, we'll be all right because we have banana bread. Marge, they've turned into jerks. Just like happens with every parent of a newborn. Eight newborns, to be fair. It's a lot. <laughs> it's true. It's bad enough when it's one newborn. Just imagine eight. Uh, my answer anyway. is my answer is from the Mansion family. It is uh, Mr. Burns' diagnosis at the Mayo Clinic. <laughs> yeah it is my favorite I, it is i think is the joke i think of most in this season it is one i still i don't know i shoehorned it in in andy simpson's uh reference i could think of it is you know we have just now found every disease inside your body the three the three stooges syndrome i'm so you're saying i'm invincible no 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 even a slight bump could, it, invinci- i'm invincible <laughs> that's very that's one of my my favorites um, next week's question. What is your favorite Trials of Horror intro sequence or frame story? Ooh. So, you know, they, they, they kind of, after a while, they kind of went away from the frame narratives because they took up too much time. But even now, they still do short intros. And I consider them just as applicable. What's your favorite one? Post this question on all social media, facebook.com slash the Simpsons Show Pod, Twitter at Simpsons Show Pod, and you can email us at Simpsons Show Pod at gmail.com. Guess what, Matt? Uh, is it time to rake you over the coals? I, I guess. I don't, I don't know if it's that bad. Uh, it is time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S M R T. I mean, S M A R R T. The No Google Trivia Challenges where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard, and try and stump the other. We had a wager for last season. I won. It's a miracle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't go rubbing it in, college boy. What? Are you okay? 
<laughs> I'm tired. Okay. Um, we haven't decided what Matt's punishment is going to be. I'm still devising it. Uh, we did over the Christmas holiday. Uh, when I was in Florida visiting, we did film us drinking lawnmowers, and that video is now up on YouTube Ooh. on our on our channel. It is also linked on our Twitter and our Facebook. So if you want to go watch us suffer. Because that's what it was. Oh, and we really, really suffered. I almost threw up, and then I was sick for several hours afterwards. Yep, that's. I was there. <sighs> I can verify. I was. I felt it tasted gross at the moment. After I just kind of felt kind of warm from the vodka, and then it went away. And I used that as an excuse to eat more junk food later on. Exactly, <laughs> pizza helps. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Matt, we're it's a fresh start, blank slate, tabula rasa. We can start over this season. Um, are you ready for an easy question? I'm ready, sir. These are all f- from, uh, I already forgot <laughs> the name of the episode. Uh, <laughs> it is... Good place to start. Mm-hmm. It is, it... B- 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 what's the... Doan in the Wind. Doan in the Wind, the hippie episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what's that noise? <laughs> um... That's Lisa's disgruntled voice is what that is. Yeah. Uh, these are all from Doan in the Wind. Your easy question. What does the J stand for in Homer J. Simpson? I believe it stands for J. You are correct. All right. Your questions are from all over the place today. What is the name of Homer's half-brother? Um, that's – it's – uh. why am I brain farting on this? It's Danny DeVito. I know it's – thank you, Matt. I know that. It's, it's – uh, Herb, Uncle Herb. There you go. Uncle Herb. I was like, I was thinking Hugh, but I'm like, no, Hugh's wrong. Hugh's Lisa's wedding. I'm like, that's an yeah. H word. What's an H name? Herb. Uncle Her- Unky Herb. Your medium question, Matt. What is the name of Seth and Munchie's company? Uh, it's the Groovy Grove uh, Juice Company. Is that your final answer? Yes. Hmm. You're, you're not entirely correct. Because it really? is the Groovy Grove Juice Corporation. Oh, come on. That is... <laughs> I'll give you the points. I give you the points. Calm down. I want you to remember that. I want you to remember that, Matt. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Your medium question for today. What literary character begs Lisa for help in the library in Summer of Four Foot Two? Uh, Pippi Longstockings. Wow, you didn't even have to think about that one. That's impressive. Yeah, I mean, I've seen that so, so many times, Matt. And I, again, that's like it, there cannot. It's it's direct appeal to me. Like there's a 100 percent Venn diagram <laughs> yeah, of that yeah. is just me. Uh, your hard question, Matt. What does the sign say that Abe is holding at Woodstock? The sign say. Mm-hmm. He is holding I up mean, a sign. He says, "Bring back Shana Na," but. The signs. What I have th- no idea. It is related to Shanana. I got nothing. It says Bowser for president. I don't know what any of those things are. <laughs> you know what president? You know you don't know what Shanana is. I know. That's really the only time I have heard of Shanana in my life is that episode. Uh, they were <laughs> they were a musical act. Uh, and Bowser was a, one of the names of the members of of the of Shanana. 
So, and I, for some reason, I don't know why Abe likes, like, it doesn't even, Abe does this one, Shaanaa does not fit in with most of what you think of Woodstock is. I still don't think Abe would be like Shaanaa, but whatever. Sure. A Bowser for president. What's my hard question, man? Yeah. Anyway, your hard question. Who was in line for wuss bets in Saddlesore Galactica? I think you've asked me this. I don't think or, so. Uh, or I've asked you this, one of the two. Uh, Possibly. Uh, we, uh, Skinner? I'm, I, I, I'm going to say, there's, how many are there? Four? Do I know how? There's get, four. There's four? That's what I thought. Uh, let's see. There's Skinner, Revan Lovejoy, Skinner, Lovejoy. Uh, I'll say um, Kirk Van Houten. And fourth, who's another pathetic <laughs> character? <laughs> um, Wuspets. Hmm. 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 Uh, hmm. I don't know. I'm blanking on this fourth one. It would be. I'll probably just guess. Guess Lenny. Well, you got half of them right. Okay. Uh, Lovejoy, Flanders, Skinner, and Mole Man. I was thinking Flanders for a second. I'm like, Flanders wouldn't gamble. At least no, in my... he wouldn't. That's why it's so funny that he's there. Mm, I don't like it. That's another another demerit for about Saddlesore Galactica. Flanders wouldn't gamble. Well, there's a lot by now. He considers insurance gambling, so I don't think he'd be betting on direct betting on horse racing, even if it was they I all mean, to be, be fair, friends at the one end. One of the wuss bets was betting that all the horses have a good time. That seems like the kind of thing Flanders would bet on. I don't think he'd bet on it, though. I think he would just root for it. Sure. I don't think Flanders would go to a horse racing establishment. Probably. Regardless of the reason. Uh, that. So I get, I get, uh, I got half of them right, so I get two points, right? No. What? What are you talking about? No. You sure? Uh-huh. I'm not huh. quite sure. Okay. Fine. That ties us uh, early on. We are three to three. I don't like it. I need to get a lead. It's the only reason uh-huh. I... The only reason I was able to do uh, do well early la- last season was because I got a huge lead to begin with. And then it, I was I built, I was able to hold you off over the long run. That's the only reason I won. So I need to do that again. So work on that next week. Good luck. Thank you. That's nice of you to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll do it for trivia for this week. We can move on to our final segment. Second we had every single episode. Wait, it's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show. Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Uh, except this time with stressful horror segments. Uh, we have 30 of them right now. Uh, the Shinning is number one in the last places. I know what you diddly, diddly, Italy did. Um, wait, we can go in order. So our, the first segment is ghost dad. I would put this squarely in the last place. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, I got the wrong. Where's where's Trials of Horror ones? Go back. Oh. Roughly um, three months. Yeah. Oh, ghost. Is that this one? Or is that a different one? Oh, yes. It's you typing this one. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I say, like, I don't remember that one. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I know what you diddly did was better than this by far. Yeah. Ghost dad is not very memorable. Scary tales can come true. 
Yeah, I, honestly, I'd probably put it somewhere near the bottom too. Yeah, um, it's I it's I think it is much better than Good 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 Ghost Did Did Dad, but it's not that it's not appreciably better than most of the other trans horror segments. Yeah, I'd probably put it maybe either above or below Bad Dream House somewhere in there. I, I don't think it's as good as Attack of the Fifty Foot Eyesores. I think I like Bad Dream House more. Okay, I would put it right below Bad Dream House. Um, because I might just be nostalgia, but Bad Dream House is kind of it's is in the first Trails of Horror, and it it it, it feels formative in the way that like uh, uh, Simpsons roasting on open fire does. Like it feels very like, hey, this is what the family is kind of and it's uh, the family is so bad they would make a haunted house destroy itself and then finally we have night of the dolphin that one's one of the better ones um it's pretty good yeah i'd probably put it top 10 for sure yeah i think so put it around maybe number five four or five i would put it hmm, i don't think i put that high i don't know homer cubed is always like well it's kind of a halloween one it's 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 important it's an achievement it's just eh. i like i mean homer cube is fun because it's such a novelty you know like if you yeah you, you can't you can do it one time and it works one time and you go wow that's really neat especially at the time it was really neat and i think that's it also has him going into the real world for the first time and like that's an again an interesting novelty that they have crossed that line over the years uh hence but uh, still i think at the time and still it is a really fun episode and i think i i think i would put it right below homer cubed i think i would put i think right above fly vs fly right below homer cubed i i think night of the dolphin's really funny and really good and honestly horrific yep okay is that okay matt i'm i'm okay with that okay so that's a new number eight is Night of the Dolphin, or Night of the Dolphins. No, singular. Night of the Dolphin. I guess it's like Night of the Hunter or something. So, singular. Um, so that, to, to let's see, after after these three, it puts Night of the Dolphin at number eight. We have Scary Tales Can Come True at number 31, and G-G-G-Ghost Dad at 33. Um, so, new last place. Imagine that. Every time the Scully years give us something to rank, it ends up new in last place. Although it does have Night of the Dolphin, which is good. So I don't... It yeah. Top 10. So there's that. And it actually has a good a good um, action sequence in it. So that's also good. That's our, our rankings. Shining still number one. Go, go, Ghost Dad. Now last place. Um, next week, Matt, we'll be, we'll be doing A Tale of Two Springfields. Okay, okay, okay. It's, it's not too bad. I'm not too bad. I, again, I barely remember this. I remember the Who. I remember the area codes. Yeah. That's What were it. the area codes, Robbie? 636 and 939. Ah, oh, damn it. I'm looking right at the wiki, Matt. You're not gonna... Oh. Fine. <laughs> Cheater. It's not... We're not doing trivia. Uh, I can, I can look at whatever I want. So... That's next week, Tale Two Springfield's John Sportswater episode. That doesn't mean much as it doesn't mean as much anymore because it feels like they. I don't know. We'll talk about it next week. 
Uh, you can find all this stuff on our website, thesimpsonshow.com. Links to everything there. Facebook, Twitter, RSS feed. Link to our Patreon. Obviously, we love it if you donated, supported the supported the cause, supported the show, helped keep the show ad-free. Uh, we thank everyone who does. You can find me online, at Robbie Norman, on Twitter. Please check out my other podcast, Handsome Boys Comics Hour. It's about comic books and the serial fanaticist. It's about lots of nerdy things. It varies from episode to episode. You can check that out. Matt does not participate in social media. Unless a certain level of Patreon backer, you will not find him. Uh, that's true. Uh, once again, I will be retreating to the woods. Uh, this time I've decided to live with the cows and the bears and the chickens. Uh, just for a little while. Just to, just to see how the other half live, you know? So, uh, you know. What was that, Matt? Cows, bears, and chickens? Yeah. Didn't you know that they have a, a, a commune out in the woods where you just have those three animals? It's again, great. Again, Matt, I am from the woods. Not true. No cows. Totally true. No cows, Mm -hmm. no chickens, lots of bears. I will say there are bears. No cows, no chickens. (sighs) Fair enough. First hand. But I'm going to go hang out with them. It'll be fun. It won't be fun. Bears are not happy. They don't like, they don't, they don't like people. Don't let that, don't let that jamboree tell you otherwise. Okay. All right. I'll just hang out in the trees then. Got it. Watch out for snakes. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Keep watching the Simpsons. Shh.